are now tuned in to the Out of Rap Podcast, episode numero dos. I'm your host, The Blacksmith. Let's get into it. The Blacksmith back again on the ones and twos, and we about to talk about mental health. That's the topic that's been on my heart lately with all the recent events going on, and I just wanted to share with y'all how I take care of my mental health on a daily basis. So peep game, real quick, I just want to let y'all know that when you're feeling bad, you're feeling down on your mental health, you got to seek some help. It takes a village to raise a child, as they say, and your mental health is that child. You got to take care of it. If you don't take care of it, who knows what it's going to grow up to be. So make sure that you're getting the help you need, you're getting the care that you need, and you got people surrounding you that actually care about you and what you're going through. So one of the earliest things I learned to do when I started off in my musical journey was what I like to call right to live. So whenever I wrote music and whenever I decided to put my feelings on paper, I always made sure that I got everything out as soon as possible. If ever I was going through something or if ever I felt like something happened to me that didn't deserve to happen to me, I always put it on paper. Even if I wasn't going to write a full song, even if I wasn't going to write a full musical piece, I always managed to put that feeling on paper and get it captured. But I never held on to that feeling. A lot of times people will hold on to the feelings and emotions that they have on a daily basis and they will never release those feelings. I made sure that I put my feelings on paper and I released those feelings. I don't always do this. This doesn't always work. And sometimes you get a little bit busy. But again, you got to make time for your mental health. You can never be too healthy when it comes to your mental. So make sure that you always doing something to get your mental health under control. A lot of people that I know that actually practice this will always tell me they write their best work whenever they feeling down. And that's cool and everything. That's what should happen. Because when you're feeling that pressure on your mental state, on your emotional state, and you release that pressure, that's the most creative energy that you ever be able to produce. However, holding on to that feeling, allowing yourself to be consumed by the art that you create or consumed by that feeling in order to write something similar to what you wrote in the past is never a good thing. That's not wavy. What you got to do is release that, fight those demons on paper, and then move on, recover, restore yourself. That's when you go to your support system and you allow them to help you sort through those feelings that you just now released on the page. I would say even if you're not planning on publishing this as a real piece of artistic work, having this in your arsenal to combat all of your mental health issues, your emotional challenges in the everyday world is very important to live in life to the fullest. And I would say if you are planning to publish this piece of artistic work, one of the things that you have to remember is that that feeling that drove you to write that piece is fleeting, is momentary. You shouldn't have to hold on to that feeling in order to write better work in the future. One example of this is unfortunately The Lincoln Park member Chester, who passed due to self-inflicted injury, he would hold on to his emotions, the chains that held him down as he was writing. 
And he would use the art to fuel that emotion as opposed to the other way around. Your emotions should fuel your art when they're there. But once you've released them and you've dealt with them and you've leaned on your support system, now you have to release those emotions. It's going to always be a problem if you continuously rehash those feelings, dig them up and examine them over and over again in order to produce more work or in order to perform the work that you already produced, because that's what sends you into the endless spiral of thinking that there's no point. You're always going to feel this way. Everybody's trying to take from you. When you start feeling that, when you start feeling self-pity, that's when you're going to be at your lowest point. Everybody's been there. I've been there, man. It's very important to make sure that you dig yourself out of that and you lean on your support system as many fail to do and make sure that somebody's giving you that validation that you need in order to survive the next day and thrive the day after that. Getting through the lowest points of your life is a very tough thing to do and We don't want to make it harder for ourselves by trying to fix it and then overstepping our boundaries in those areas that we're trying to fix and we end up hurting ourselves. Another thing that's very important to make sure you do is to meditate. Clearing your mind is a very important practice, especially when you're an artist, because your mind tends to roam more freely. As I said in the previous episode, we have thoughts that just come out of nowhere and we latch on to those thoughts as creatives. Even as non-creative people, you tend to latch on to thoughts, especially negative thoughts, because those are the easiest ones to grab a hold of. Those sink deep into your soul. It feels like they're attached to you in a different way than positive thoughts. So meditating and clearing your mind is very important, super important to making sure that your mental health is in check. Sometimes I know this is a very harsh comparison to make, but we do have to treat living in life and trying to protect our mental and emotional health like it's a war. You go into battle with the world. You're not going to battle with the people of the world, but your experiences in the world, that's what you're battling against when you're protecting your mental and emotional health. And the tools that you're using to protect your mental and emotional health have to be sharpened. Your techniques while using those tools have to be sharpened. Meditation is training. You're basically blocking out those negative thoughts that could potentially latch on to you. I just previously said once you start self-loathing, having self-pity, that's when you start to falter in your mental and emotional health. Meditation is what allows you to take those thoughts and wash them away. Writing, getting those thoughts on paper and getting rid of them, expressing them and getting rid of them is what allows you to move forward without that baggage, the chains that hold you down, because the world is going to use those as tools to destroy you. So you have to use the tools at your disposal in order to counteract that attack that's coming your way. One of my favorite life examples of the application of these thoughts is Lupe Fiasco. 
you could see Lupe on IG doing samurai sword strikes and jujitsu and different forms of martial arts. But he's also meditating, eating healthy and making sure his body and mind are in sync with one another. So, number one, you're not going to see that man in the streets. He's going to Kung Fu flip you. But number two, you're also not going to get into his mind. Oh, you didn't sell as much as so-and-so or you not worth this. You're not worth that. You're not going to see that affect him because his mind and his body are trained to the point where he's ready for any attack that the world could throw at him. So Lupe Fiasco brings me into my other point, which is that you got to make sure that your body is right. You're never going to feel mentally 100% if you're not sleeping properly, if you got, you know, rolls hanging off of your tummy, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that affects your mental health. If you're not feeling good about yourself physically, you could never feel good about yourself mentally. There's some people who feel good about themselves physically, even though they conventionally don't match the body image standards. That's great. That's amazing. You're supposed to get to a place physically where you feel okay with yourself. If you wake up out of bed and you say, I'm always tired. I don't like the way my body looks. I don't like the way my hair looks. I don't like the way I'm dressed. Then you got to find a style that works for you. You got to find something that makes you feel comfortable enough to go outside and you're confident. You got to go outside wearing whatever you think is best for you, whatever fits your personality. You got to go outside looking in the shape that you always wanted to look and make sure that you're comfortable with all of your presentation. It's always good to feel like 100 percent of yourself. Look good, feel good, smell good. All of that's very important. And that's what's going to help you succeed in the battle that's waiting for you outside. Like I said, the world is at war with you. If you're not ready for the battle, the battle could come at any moment. If you're not ready for the battle, the battle's going to take you out of here. Somebody's going to say something that you don't like and you're going to go ballistic. You already lost the battle. Somebody's going to say something that you that you don't like, you're going to take that home. You already lost the battle. You got to make sure that you're confident in yourself. And you also got to make sure that you, you know, you could physically take care of yourself because the battle is not always just emotional. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes, you know, you get out there, you got to you got to be like Lupe Fiasco. You got to be able to come flip somebody if they if they try you, if they press you, you know, that's a very important part of feeling physically safe. Like you see me, I do boxing. I've done various different forms of jujitsu. I've done Wing Chun, etc., I feel like if somebody steps to me and they try to box with me, then we're going to have to box. However, there's people that don't feel that way. And if you find yourself in a very precarious situation where you do have to defend yourself physically, then unfortunately, that experience could traumatize you. Not being ready could traumatize you. I've been in situations like that before. I can let you know that it is a very traumatic experience. Not being able to defend yourself and having people test you gangster, as, you know, <laughs> some rappers used to say, that's not a fun experience to have. And it definitely challenges you to do some soul searching and think about what's ways that you could protect yourself in the future. And, you know, 
people lean one way or the other when stuff like that happens to them. Some people just don't want to go outside and they feel like that's a form of protection. Some people, you know, they want to, you know, get weapons or whatever. And they feel like that's a form of protection. You see me, I just I just went and I started training. I was like, okay, if this is going to happen to me, then I best make sure that I'm prepared. As a young kid, if you outside and uh, you in the wrong place at the wrong time and something happens to you, then you got to deal with that emotional baggage for a while until you figure out how to handle it. I just tell jokes about it. You know, some people just cope in different ways and some people pretend like it doesn't happen. But you got to make sure that you are prepared for something like that to happen. So make sure that y'all eating your Wheaties. Make sure that your emotional fitness is in order and make sure that you're feeling good about yourself physically and mentally and all of that. I think understanding who you are as a person, understanding who you want to be and working towards who you want to be is a great first step to your physical and mental fitness journey. Don't sit here and say, I got to have six pack abs or I'm not going to look good or I got to have hourglass figure or whatever. I don't even know what people want nowadays. All I know is making sure that you are comfortable with your own image and you're working towards getting comfortable with your own image. If you're not there yet, that's what you got to do. That's the main ingredient to making sure that you are able to survive the warfare that's outside. This also ties into your artistry. And that's because, you know, if you're a performer, if you've ever performed on stage, you know that it's a very physically taxing thing to do. It's not easy to get up on stage and perform for five minutes, let alone a whole set or whatever. And this might be a very niche crowd of people who want to actually do live shows. But if you're out there and you're not in shape, it's going to be bad for you, man. I know I watch a lot of battle rap and there's this one particular artist on the battle rap platforms that I watch named Big T. And he lives up to his name. He's a very big individual. And when he's rapping, it's, you know, no more than four or five minute rounds that they rap and they rap three of them. When he's rapping, you could see the labor that he's going through painstaking labor to make sure he could get through his bars without falling over. And I know that feeling because even though I would consider myself to be in shape, I've been on stage for eight minutes, 10 minutes, and I felt like I was dying up there, man. It's hot. You're tired. You breathing heavy. You got to get through the bars. Especially if you a rapper, I don't even know about singing because pardon me, my singing voice is atrocious. However, if you're on stage performing, I'm assuming it's the same for other artists as well, because when you see big singers perform, you can see the sweat dripping down their face. That's not for show, man. That's to tell you that they working hard. They actually are getting up there, putting a 100 percent into that set. And it takes 100% out of you. I ain't going to hold you. So make sure that you physically ready for those situations or else <laughs> it's not going to be a fun experience and it might turn you away from it. I mean, I performed in the heat of the summer 
on stage with the sun beaming down. It's hot outside, man. But getting through it is very rewarding. So make sure that you're able to get through those. Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the How to Rap podcast. I've been meaning to have this conversation for a while because mental health is very important. It's very important to me personally because I know I've struggled with it. And it's very important for the times because everybody's been locked inside, man. I don't care how big, tough, oh, I ain't never going to fold. You know, (laughs) this is going to affect you mentally when you've been locked inside for a whole year. It takes away your ability to engage with people on a deeper level, to understand how people feel social cues and it makes you a little bit stir crazy all your favorite artists have definitely changed over the course of the past couple of years like you could look at p diddy go from dark hair to gray hair in a year and a half and turn into a a hermit looking like looking like how old he actually is you know like that that type of thing not being able to see people and not being able to do the things that you loved to do that affects you in the worst of ways so take care of your mental health i know i'm taking care of mine catch me taking a sick day from work because my mental health is struggling (laughs) you feel me so make sure that y'all are taking care of yourselves until the next time you hear from me i don't know when that is i'm sure you don't know when that is but you will hear from me again. Until then, this is The Smithery. I'm your host, The Blacksmith, and we're signing out.